Welcome to the Storytellers with a Message podcast. This is where we tell real stories with real people. I'm Lori Grant, and I'm committed to capturing some of our life stories and lessons we learn from them. Everybody has a story to tell. When we went to pick up our new puppy, we had no idea what we were in for. We wanted a little girl puppy, and we were delighted that there was still one available. However, the owner made a conscious effort to let us know this little dog was going to be a handful. Looking back at it now, I realize we probably should have listened a little more closely to what the dog owner had to say about this particular dog. Not only that, but we probably should have taken it a little more seriously. But we were so excited, and she was so cute. How much mischief could a three-pound puppy the size of a size 7 Nike really get into? We totally underestimated her. Well, we fell in love with Sadie the moment we laid eyes on her. She was high energy, friendly, and full of life. Her mom was a Chihuahua and her father a Yorkie. And she was an adorable mix. We brought her home, and as I recall, there was a small bout of puppy carsickness in my 10-year-old Kelsey's lap, which made the drive home even more interesting. It would be a stretch to say that it was their first bonding experience, but to this day, we still find a lot of humor in it. So what do most people do with a brand new puppy at night? Some people kennel their pet. But my girls felt very strongly about not putting their new baby in a cage. Well, others put their new puppy in an open-topped brown box lined with a warm, cozy blanket. Then they put their new little buddy somewhere in the house where the puppy barking and whining won't keep everyone in the house awake all night. That's what the girls wanted to do, and it seemed simple enough. The first night, we put Sadie in the small downstairs guest bathroom at bedtime. I put a blanket in the corner of a perfect-sized brown box. I set it in the back corner, and off to bed we went. It took Sadie about three minutes to figure out a way to escape that box. She shimmied up the corner of the box, knocked it on its side, and ran out the bathroom door to the bottom of the stairs and started barking for our attention. Quickly, I realized the cardboard box idea wouldn't work. So I leaned a boogie board across the open doorway of the bathroom. This way, she would be contained in the bathroom. This time, it took about 10 minutes for her to figure out she could get out of the box and then push the boogie board away from the door to get out of the bathroom. And so it began. Over the course of about three days... We tried over and over to find a way to contain this tiny puppy, but we failed each and every time. We put two chairs tight against the boogie board so she couldn't move it, but she found a way to get her nose under the board and push it up and crawl underneath it. So we then added a rug, assuming she couldn't get under the rug, but she did. So we put something heavy on the rug. That kept her from going under But then she found a way to go over the boogie board. She somehow figured out how to climb up the corner between the wall and the boogie board. We kept building and she kept escaping. By the time we finished, there was a piece of plywood on top of the boogie board and two bricks there to keep her from moving it. For every action I made, 
this smart little puppy came up with a counteraction to get out. And for every one of her actions that proved me unsuccessful, I had a reactionary action. And on and on it went until we had unknowingly built a makeshift death trap. That fourth evening, the three of us went to bed thinking we had won the battle. But about 11 p.m., there was a horrific crash downstairs. It was loud enough to wake us and cause us to go running downstairs to check on our puppy. I took one look at the crumbled mess in the bathroom, and my mindset instantly went from rescue to recovery. I was certain there was no way our little puppy could have survived that collapse. The girls quietly stood behind me as I started digging through the mess, expecting the worst. So before I tell you how the story ends, I want to ask you a question. How often do we build something with the best intentions, but as it gets more and more complex, we're surprised to find we've built something completely different from what we had intended or anticipated. Sometimes we end up building something that completely undermines our original intent. Obviously, it's not our intention to make a difficult situation worse. But as we try to fix it, piece by piece, we actually end up with a bigger problem. I'll admit that I'm sometimes guilty of doing too much when sometimes doing less might actually be better. I'm learning that sometimes the best way to love is to not be so helpful. I guess sometimes less is more. So back to our story. As I was digging through the rubble, as if I were looking for an earthquake victim, Kelsey quietly says behind me, Uh, Mom? As I turned to look behind me, there was our sassy little Sadie, curiously watching us as she sat on the back of the couch. She should have been named Houdini. As I cleared away the mess that I had made in my attempts to keep my puppy safe, I realized something really important. Somehow my focus had changed from keeping Sadie safe to keeping Sadie in. I became more focused on the path to the goal than the goal itself. Although my original goal was to protect her and keep her safe, I had actually made her world more dangerous. I told the girls that evening, if you won't let me kennel Sadie at night, we're going to have to give her back. They easily agreed, and we purchased a kennel the next day. And that was probably the best thing we could have ever done for her. So here's my message. Sometimes we need to slow down and take a step back to see that our original plan is not working. Maybe circumstances have changed requiring us to adjust or rework our solution. Or maybe we need to throw out the original plan altogether. Whatever the case, there's nothing wrong with taking a breath, adjusting, reassessing, or realigning. Sometimes humility is the real path to the goal. This has been Storytellers with a Message. If you enjoyed the show, please hit the subscribe button. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you have a great story to tell, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at storytellerswithamessage at gmail.com. 
Until next time, I'm Lori, wishing you joy and peace.